Hey, welcome to the second episode of Committed Critics, a pop culture podcast where we're not just committed to our opinions, but also each other. Yay! I'm your host, Kevin Aww. Lau. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, I, I ran over you guys a bit. Uh, I'm your host, Kevin Lau, and up next we have... I, knew I guess I'll say Ryan Davis. <laughs> I knew we were going to do this, Ryan. <laughs> Wait for the other person. <laughs> Go ahead, Ryan. I guess, I guess I'm a Ryan... Uh, Ryan Davis. Hey, Ryan Davis. Hey, Ryan. I'm Zachary Wright, and we have with us a special guest star. Oh, a sound engineer? Yes. Hi. Uh, my name is Jordan Smearman, and I am a sound engineer for this podcast, I guess. <laughs> I'm also friends with all of them, so I'll, I'll be on here probably more than once, hopefully. What? What's a friend? You know what, Ryan? When I come back to our house, <laughs> I'll let you know. Something we don't have, Ryan. Oh, man. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Oh wow! Rip. Oh, hey, you guys are you guys are paying me to be on here, right? Uh, yeah. Your check's coming in the mail. It might get lost. That's but, okay. Uh, I'm not held accountable for that. <laughs> Wait, we're paying her. Once the stamps on it and it leaves my house, I I ain't seeing it. <laughs> it <ain't> not, <laughs> it's not my responsibility anymore. I should get mailer's insurance on that. <laughs> yeah, I'll get first class. Get you a tracking number. Or... Yeah, I bet I I request an email when it's shipped. Email cash. Yes, I can do that. Email cash. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that just Venmo? Eh. No. No. Come on, guys. It's Bitcoin. Bitcoin. You only can pay me in Canadian loonies and toonies. Oh, man. What? Shut up, you Canadian. <laughs> Too bad Canada hates us right now. Never again to Canada. Never <laughs> again. <laughs> you live in Canada for once for three years and your whole life changes. Welcome to my life. You get arrested in Canada once and your whole life changes. You're <laughs> under arrest, A. That's, another, that's a story for another time, though, Ryan. Your Canadian arrest story. <laughs> oh man i'm talking about it fun fact ryan's actually a fugitive in canada <laughs> yes i'm on the run i'm hiding in america please don't tell anyone my, our viewers the mounties are coming <laughs> look over yonder they're riding the moose oh my god um, go ahead kevin so uh jordan do you have like a do you want to give a little bit of an intro of yourself like uh what do you do in your free time what, what do you oh, what sure. pop culture do you enjoy oh god um well, I guess we can start off. I'm a student right now in college. I'm about to start my senior year. I am studying uh, radio and audio production as well as communication studies. So that's that's a lot and lots of fun. Pop culture wise, I definitely I watch a lot of TV series. Like I literally have a list in the notes app on my phone with all the TV series that I've watched. And I think I'm at least at 20 now. Um, <laughs> wow. I, I've binged a lot of stuff. It's ranged from Breaking Bad to uh, One Day at a Time to all 11 seasons of Cheers. So I've just kind of been everywhere. I like a lot of the realistic stories and stuff. So anything that is kind of like a slice of life kind of piece or even a coming of, coming of age shows and movies are some of my favorites. So that that's what I really like. Um, I've seen all of Star Wars. I've seen every Marvel movie now, I think. Um, so I'm up to date on that stuff, but I guess my guilty pleasures are definitely the uh, realistic. The new girls of the world. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Jess, but it's fine. No no shame. No shame. It's all right. All right. All it's right, Jess. Right. Um, quality show picks, honestly, just from those three. Thank you. Well, four, not but not with new girl in the mentions. Um, so today we're going to talk about music a topic that i'm not too familiar with um <laughs> but jordan is very familiar with music and she actually has a topic that she wants to talk about today with that 
subject. Yes. So when Zach told me that this week was going to be about music, it's something that I tried to kind of expand my horizons on because when anyone asks me what my favorite type of music is, I'm like, I don't know. I kind of listened to a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. But I can say that I, my parents played a lot of classic rock. So the 70s and 80s stuff, that's what I kind of grew up on, even though I'm not from that decade in the slightest. <laughs> um, it's what I love. It's um, something that I always kind of go back to. I'm also a huge One Direction fan, but that's a different different day different conversation (laughs) i could go on and on about that but um yeah so when i found out that this week was about music one thing that kind of popped into my head is i was trying to think about what i've been listening to in the uh recent uh couple weeks and the one thing i kept listening to is this mix cd my friend from high school made for me and our other friend because she's a year younger than us and she made us this mix after we graduated high school And it was something for us to listen to while we drove to our colleges. So I guess we can just start from there. It's like, have you have you guys ever made a mix CD or ever received a mix CD? I did when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I remember because my uncle made it for me and my family. And it was actually kind of interesting how they did it because it was made for both me, my little brother Uh, The other brother was a baby at the time, so it wasn't really made for him. But it was also made for my parents, too. So it was funny because the mix CD went from like, I remember it went from like Hakuna Matata to like Boogie Wonderland to um, Neo. And then you had <laughs> uh, VeggieTales play on it at one point. And it was just like going random spots. So like you would just have like one song at the, like, at, like you would be listening to one genre and then you would go in a completely different genre. And so me and my brother, we usually, usually like skip around looking for all the kids songs. Mm-hmm. And then my dad would be like, no, I want to listen to uh, the fi- uh, the Temptations or something like that. That's cool. The way <laughs> I've never made a mixtape for anyone or anything like that. But like the way I like listen to music is I like, go through Spotify and like find songs that are like, like what I want to listen to. If like the weaker power line, I want to listen to it. I make my own playlist. So it's like a combination. It's kind of like Star Lord's like. Awesome Mix awesome, 1 and yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy where it's like a list of like mm. 10 or 12 songs. And I just go through and like I play those on repeat for like two or three weeks, get tired of them, make a new playlist. I have a whole list of different playlists on my Spotify account where it's just different, usually pop songs. Sometimes classic rock falls in there, rap songs, mm-hmm. hip hop, R&B. It just depends on what is what I come across digging through Spotify's trending, popular, indie hit, stuff like that. Nice. What about you, Kevin? I've, yeah, I've never made a mix CD, like a physical one. I've made a bunch of like Spotify playlists. I have like this thing where like, kind of like what Zach was saying, kind of like the Star Lord type thing where it's like, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's like one hour mix volumes, uh, one through, I think I have 13 one hour mixes, which is like whatever songs I feel like, you know, feel good connecting to from one song to the next. Uh, something that had something that's uh, transitional for a good hour whether it's like at the gym or something like that i think you shared one of those with me kevin i'm pretty sure i think it's your chill mix like probably back, back when we were in college i think you wow that's weird to mm-hmm. say <laughs> <laughs> back when we were in college um we were. but uh our friend Devin made me a mixed cd one time uh it was we had known each other for a few months i want to say it was yeah first semester that we met uh, uh knew each other um so he made me a mix cd because like because we were listening to, he was introducing me to a lot of music mm-hmm. that i wasn't familiar with uh with um uh lo-fi chill stuff 
Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, I was just like, oh man, this is great. I like listening to this stuff. I keep looking, you know, making Spotify playlists, all that stuff. Um, so he made me a mix CD, and with a bunch, with like, uh, I have a, I've been looking it up on my Spotify list right here because I made a playlist of it. So it's got like Claro, King Cruel, Tennis, mm. Men I Trust, Camera Obscura, Nice, uh, Joy Division, Childish Gambino, Foxy Gen, oh. Yellow Days, Deer Hunter. Uh, then he was, when he handed it to me, he's like, here, I made this for you. I've only made this one other time. And that was for an ex-girlfriend. So you should feel special. <laughs> I was like, cool. <laughs> Thank you. I still listen to it. It's in my car. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I still listen to it from time to time. So Jordan, you said your friend Janet made you this mixtape. Yeah. Did you explain why she made it for you guys? Yeah, it was for, okay. cause we were all going to, um, college and stuff. And so she was like, this is for your road trip thing. And then actually... When she graduated a year later, um, I got uh, me, her boyfriend at the time made it. And then uh, our, our other friend, Emily, and her ex, we all kind of game together. We came, we each chose three songs or four songs. We each chose four songs because the CD could hold, I think it was 18. And then we each chose two songs as a collective. And then mm-hmm. we gave it to her. Cool. So she could have that. But other than that, I've made mixed CDs for people. Um, ex-boyfriends, of course. Uh, <laughs> I haven't gotten one yet. That's a good sign. <laughs> well, you know what? It, you have a Spotify play- playlist. That's different. It hits different. It's different. And then I received one from my first boyfriend. His was a bunch of Broadway songs, collectives, because I started getting into Broadway music when we were, that was in 2016, because when Hamilton came out and stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. I've always loved mix CDs. I mean. So the songs and your mix CD from Janet are curated to you. So like. No, they're actually, no. she just made it all for, like, all of us, because mm-hmm. um, she gave it to me, Emily, Tim, who was my ex, uh, Emily, and then uh, Emily's boyfriend, and then Brendan. We oh, all that. got the same songs, but, like, the CD covers, she designed them all for different, oh, like, cool. it matched our um, the colleges that we were going to. So my question is, like, hmm. so are, like, the songs, like, reminiscent of your guys' friendships by any means, or is it just kind of, like, songs Janet thought you guys would like, and, like, here you go. I think it's songs that she thought that we would like. It's a little bit of everything. It's, um, you know, the Come On Eileen is on there. Classic. Uh, Dancing Queen by Abba's on there. Classic. Malibu by Miley Cyrus. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's one of her better songs. We yeah. actually listened to that on the way to prom, so I think that was, like, a nice memory, and there's a song from the Perks of Being a Wallflower soundtrack that's on there that I absolutely love. Which actually kind of brings me to my next question. So you guys are talking about like Guardians of the Galaxy, how the soundtracks and stuff. So personally for me, I own a lot of vinyl records. I have over 50 of them. And I always go for the ones that are more like movie soundtracks mm-hmm. because you get a collective of different artists and different mm-hmm. songs instead of just one album. Mm-hmm. Do you guys like stuff like that? Or would you rather have just one album of the same artist? I mean, for me, so like looking at like soundtracks like Guardians of the Galaxy, like I know Ryan and I really dig uh, Into the Spider-Verse, that soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we yeah. all do in this conversation right now. But I mean, like, I feel like the soundtracks are more fun because it reminds you of the movie. Yeah. Like in Guardians, like in Volume 2, Guardians of the Galaxy, right? I know the chain is in two times in Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. Mm-hmm. When I'm about to leave to go fight Ego. And when Star Wars is like, no, I'm going to kill you, Dad, basically. Mm-hmm. And like gets his, like, channels his inner power and starts kicking his own dad's butt, basically. Damn spoilers. Yeah, it's three years. Yeah. yeah. If you haven't seen it in three years, it's out for been out for a while. MCU is very mainstream. Like, come if on. you haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two by now, I'm sorry, but I'll give I'll write you a personal <laughs> apology letter. 
Um, with a Venmo. With a Venmo. No, not a Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> not painting. With anymore. cash. With <laughs> cold, cold hard cash. cash. <laughs> but I know like other soundtracks, like like the Black Panther soundtrack, mm-hmm. like that's also a very like good soundtrack. There are a couple songs on there I really, really like and dig. But yeah, that's just me personally. Like what's more superhero stuff for me. It reminds me of like the characters and the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas like if I, I get kind of bored listening to one album. Mm-hmm. There are only a couple like artists I can listen to like a full album that I get bored. I'm like, okay, I want to listen to someone else's voice for a little mm-hmm. bit. But that's just me personally. Here's the weird thing about me. So, as <laughs> Zach mentioned, we I I like Spider Verse. Right. Uh, really. It's Black Panther. I, the weird thing is I've only listened to I guess four soundtracks that weren't Disney, right, or strictly Disney soundtracks. So the rest of them like. You know, you got Toy Story or something like that. You got like Tarzan, like those are movie soundtracks. But like the other than that, it's really just uh, Guardians, Spider Man, Black Panther, or Baby Driver. Mm-hmm. Baby Driver. Yeah, yeah. I, I like all the soundtracks on that, but like, I don't. Li- it's weird because I don't find, I don't listen to a lot of musicals or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. or I don't listen to, or I don't find movies that have a lot of specific like specifically made soundtracks i don't mm-hmm. know if that's like it with every movie or not but like there's only been a few that i've seen so like when i listen to that soundtrack when you said soundtrack jordan for like movies yeah my mind immediately went to duel the fates for star wars because <laughs> that because that's the kind oh, of soundtracks man. i listen to i was say those are more <laughs> scores <laughs> than soundtracks yeah yeah, yeah. The, i guess so it's like that's what i that's what i think of when i when someone says a movie soundtrack but I guess that's really a score. Yeah. But. So, mm-hmm. real quick, I have a question for Ryan. So, would you say like movies like Spider Verse or Black Panther? Do you think those like because you like the soundtracks? Is it because you like the songs, or because you have a special place in your heart for the movies? So you coincidentally like the soundtracks? I honestly, I think it depends on for Spider Verse. Yeah. I enjoy it both because of the I enjoy all the songs and I enjoy the movie as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas like with Baby Driver, it's a little bit different. Like. Because I was like, I like the songs because of the movie. Because right. honestly, I, like I had never heard of half the songs that were in Baby Driver, and mm-hmm. except for like Tequila, <laughs> uh, it, until like I saw the movie. So I was like, oh snap, these songs are good. And so like whenever I listen to it, it brings me back to that movie. Right. So I think it really depends on one, like I guess the age of the song. Because I listen to the only old songs I listen to are mostly R and B because my parents. Mm-hmm. But. You know, it really depends on the age of the song and the movie. Okay. What about, what about you, Kevin? Well, I just have a question real quick. Um, with Spider-Verse, isn't most of those songs, or most of those songs um, original to the movie? Yes. yes. Yeah. I think same with Black Panther, there's some original tracks that's yes. for the movie. Yeah. Which which is not uncommon. Right. Like, usually there is, like, one or two that may be original for the movie. Um, but, yeah, so I'm... I'm more of an album guy. I like okay. ha- listening to an uh, an album from beginning to end from the same band because I feel like, you know, like building an album is kind of like building a movie, mm-hmm. but like whereas each song is kind of like each scene of the movie or like, you know, a story. Um, so like an album, like I feel like it tells a whole story. Like Father John Misty, I feel like does this very well with his albums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I... You re- you mentioned that you collect vinyls yeah. and the, your vinyl collection is bigger than mine. Um, I I I've, I just have a little bit. I started collecting it, but then I had to be more financially responsible, so I kind of <laughs> cut back a bit. Yep, I feel that. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> especially in these trying times. Yep. Um, but no, my, fam- my my like my dad has a huge vinyl collection that he's like ha- he's giving me right now. So I just have like 
so I have a lot mm-hmm. in my room right now. It's just, you know, not all of it's mine. Um, but the only movie soundtrack I have on vinyl is the Scott Pilgrim versus the World soundtrack. Ooh, that's oh. a good one. Yeah, I really like I got it for two reasons. One, because I like I love the movie. I really like the music in it. Um, and two, because it had it's a it's a translucent red vinyl. So it just looks really oh, that's nice. Cool. I love yeah. those things. Um, but yeah, mostly, but I have mostly just regular albums like Beach House, uh, Depression Cherry, Future Islands is my favorite band. So I have like all their albums on vinyl right now, except for their first one. Then I have like, uh, compilation albums, like the greatest hits. Uh, so I have like, oh, yep, I have those. Yeah. Like Queen, The Killers. That's the other one Mm. where I have the greatest hits for. But also like, but yeah, going up back again to like how I think albums tell a story. Um, another band slash artist, uh, The Mountain Goats, I feel like does that very well as well. Yeah. Kevin, have you listened to Frank Ocean's Blonde? Uh, I, hmm, no, I have not. Okay. Cause that one definitely tells a story too. And actually shout out to a different podcast. Um, this one called Dissect. It, they have, I think four or five different seasons and each podcast season they uh go through one of the albums okay of a different artist so they just finished up beyonce's lemonade um they did tyler the creator um and then frank ocean's blonde and then they did kendrick lamar i think and then kanye west which is just i don't know i like listening to that one because it really kind of goes into the lyrics of it and the even the uh measures mm-hmm. the beat measures and things like that so i i would definitely check that out if you're interested in albums and stuff yeah what's the name of the podcast again just dissect dissect okay yeah another album you would might like uh kevin it's very interesting it's actually from uh aaron burr from hamilton leslie Ohm jr he released an album i think it was what's that called 2019 maybe it's called mister and that one's good it's really good it takes like he puts like a jazz he has like jazz songs kind of almost okay he puts like a pop and like modern r&b spin on every song Mm -hmm. and every song is very different and very unique in its own way Mm -hmm. and it's truly a testament to how great a musician he is i think you'd really enjoy it or if not see like how like see the see the artistry in it yeah right cool yeah i'm writing i'm writing it down right now so i think ryan even you would like those too yeah, it takes because like you said, like your parents liked R and B and yeah, not you said jazz earlier, right? Yeah, a little bit of jazz too. I think your parents would love the Mister. Oh album. yeah, they would love yeah. that. Okay, you like jazz? <laughs> you, you like <laughs> jazz? Every single car ride. <laughs> you like? <laughs> you like jazz? Oh god. <laughs> I do have a question. Uh, I want to ask about this topic too. So something I listen to a lot of, uh, usually on YouTube, uh, are covers of different songs or yeah, uh, like you know things like that. So it varies for me. Sometimes it's like you know a cover of a a popular song. Yeah. Sometimes it's a cover of a song for a video game, and sometimes it's covers of songs I've heard in anime, but they do it in English. Mm-hmm. So that way, you know, people can actually understand what they're saying. So I was like, do any of you guys listen to things like that at all or? I do, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the very first like cover, like when I figured out what covers were, it was back when middle school, like when Payphone by Maroon Five came out, <laughs> and it was like <laughs> it was like Max from like the Nickelodeon, like Rags is all on iPhones. They did iPhone instruments and stuff like that. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. It was like she he did with like a YouTuber and stuff. It was when he was still like up and coming or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Kurt Hugo Schneider. I think that's the yeah, YouTuber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And it was a really cool, like, interesting take on the song Payphone. 
So that's when I started like mm-hmm. noticing like, oh, people like not redouble their songs. Mm-hmm. They just kind of like they cover it. That's what the word cover means. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I enjoy covers. There's one I can't think of right now. I'll, I'm going to look it up while you guys keep talking about this topic. I'll see if I can find yeah. it before you guys are finished. But yeah, that's I, I enjoy covers a lot. For me, it was Pitch Perfect. Oh, yeah, duh. Pitch Perfect. <laughs> 2000, what was it? I came out in 2012. And I watched, okay. On a side note, my mom and I watched Pitch Perfect 18 days in a row. We watched it one time, 18 days Jesus in a row. We loved Christ. that movie. <laughs> How do you watch one movie 18 times? You know what? I don't know. We were just like, we loved it so much when we first watched it. And like, I get done with homework back in middle school. And mom was like, you want to watch it? And I was like, sure. So we did that. <laughs> but covers were kind of there for me. And then uh, that's when I think Pentatonix started to kind of yeah. get more of a um, a following right. too. And stuff. I don't know. I think like up and coming artists, they always do covers of things and then kind of move their way up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do listen to covers. Not a, not a ton, but um, I do listen to them. And then I think it's always kind of cool to see, discover that this one version, one cover that you really like is actually not the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I always think, like I think of the um, Whitney Houston's. And Dolly Parton's I Will Always Love You. Yeah. yeah that one, like, everyone yeah. always thinks it's Whitney's song. It's like, no, Dolly Parton came out with it first. And I think there's a Watch Mojo video about it. Like, you were correct. Top 10 songs that are, their covers were more popular. Well, than like, the uh, the, right. the, not the dubstep, but Kygo, like, that artist. Right oh, yeah, now, Kygo does them. He did one with uh, Whitney Houston, but she's already passed. Mm-hmm. Higher Love by Steve Whitwood. Yeah. They did a cover of it. Like, she had already recorded Higher Love at one point, and he mm-hmm. found it and was able to get the rights for it and, like, released, like, a cover version of higher love mm-hmm. from by steve winwood but it's Whitney houston singing it for the first time even like she's passed for like what like three or four years now yeah maybe longer than that what about you kevin i'm not i'm not like really into covers per se it's not like you know i don't actively seek out covers of songs yeah right. um uh it's like but like i i've, I've watched covers before like when Kurt Hugo Schneider, when he when his cha- channel was kind of like like the the thing on YouTube for a bit, right? Uh, he because he was mostly known for his uh, one shot music videos and also like the mash uh, the mashups at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I usually uh, just watch it just for more for the video production mm-hmm. value uh, than the actual music. But Pentatonics, like I really like their um, acapella covers. Mm-hmm. I think I think acapellas acapella yeah acapella covers just kind of hit different than regular covers because it's just it's it's like a whole new instrument a whole right. new experience yeah. uh for the song i mean that's not to say that there are covers i think that are like really good uh there's a indie band called sure sure that does a cover of uh, what's the song by something by talking heads um mm. this must be the place by talking heads mm, i've heard that yeah sure sure did a cover of that that i really liked emily blue did a cover of call me by blondie that I think was really good and modernized really well. It's one of those things where it's like you know, there there are two different songs. I don't I don't think I don't I don't think a cover can ever ruin the original because the original is the original. It's there. Yeah. Like right. you know, you can always just listen to that. But, you know, I I, just, I I like to see covers that are that don't try to be the same as the original, but rather try to breathe bring it to a new light. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why like Weezer's cover of Africa. I'm just like it's okay, I guess. I mean, it's the same thing. Oh, don't. Don't get me started. That on entire that. Weezer album is just all covers. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's just like when a cover does, especially when a big, well-known band does a cover of something, and it's the same thing. I'm just like, what's the point? Like, I feel right. like it's just cheating for them because they don't have to come up with a new song. They just do the same exact thing, right? Yeah. that the other band did. 
Um, technically, like they could do that. They just have to pay the original band ro- loyal, uh, royalties, but it's just mm-hmm. oof. Oof. A big oof. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think what else I was going to say. You mean to tell me you don't like Lord's version of Everybody Wants to Rule the World? There's uh, a version of that? What? I like that one. That one's very different. Yeah. Uh, from the uh, uh, Tears for Fears version. There's that. There's Marilyn Manson's. Uh, oh, dang it. I forgot. Uh, Sweet Dreams. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't hear Marilyn Manson's version of that. I only know it because I they that's they played that cover in the Wrath of the Titans trailer. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! <laughs> that's how I learned a lot of covers from watching trailers. Well, you figured out what was the one. Um, you figured out what Come Together was from the Justice League trailer. Oh yeah, yeah, I did figure. That. So many, so many people have done Come uh, Come Together covers. There are a lot of those. Yeah, it's a very popular song. It's yeah. a good song though. A lot of people done um, Lean on or not Lean on Me. Yeah, it's a Lean on Me. From uh no, what's that one movie? Stand by me. Stand by me. Yeah. Stand yeah. by yeah, me. A lot of people have done covers of that too. Mm-hmm. The one mm-hmm. that just popped into my head. A couple of them were, uh, give a little bit that was originally recorded by Supertramp, and then Goo Goo Dolls did a cover of it, and then um, Turn the Page, originally done by Bob Seger, Metallica did a cover of it too. Oh. Those are both very good. Mm-hmm. And then Shine Down did a cover of Leonard Skinner's Simple Man. That one's really nice. I like that one a lot. Mm, I have to look that one up. I'm trying to think of. Uh... The monkeys they did uh one from shrek there's a lot of them from shrek i can't think of the song right now <laughs> shrek is a Smash great mouth. <laughs> Maybe, shrek uh, has a great soundtrack which one are you talking I, about oh i'm a believer that's like always been oh, covered yeah. hallelujah oh, yeah. is a big cover song too everyone does hallelujah yeah hey everybody oh, yeah don't just the fairy godmother's cover of uh, i need a hero oh never <laughs> never classic phenomenal but come on, none of them can ever beat Five Seconds of Summer's cover of um, Killer Queen. That one's... Ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> That's a good one. I don't really care for that one too much. <laughs> I like uh, that one. Jordan's a big Five Sauce stand. Uh, yeah, it's okay. It's sorry. fine. We can agree to disagree. I understand. Yeah. But you know what? Shawn Mendes butchered the Under Pressure one, and I stand by this. Uh, I didn't know he did that, and I'm scared to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, he did. I didn't either. It was, on the, wanna, it was with the um, Five Sauce one, how they did, like, Modern Artists covered it. But nothing will beat Panic at the Disco's cover of Bohemian Rhapsody that was the, at the end of Suicide Squad. That one's good. That, yeah, I, I do agree that one's pretty good. I will give them that. It's decent. Yeah, it's decent. I yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy Suicide Squad, so that's a whole uh-huh. other oh. topic. Yeah, but like that one was like the cover is it like it's just different enough, and it's clearly made with different instruments because it's more synthesized yep. yeah. um, than the original. Um, but I, I liked it; I thought it was decent. Do we want to move on to what Jordan's been watching recently? Oh God! Individually? Oh no! Yeah, we can. We can. Someone else can go first if you don't want to talk about it. Well, there's 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 a lot. Oh, all right. All right, you can hit it. All right, pull out that list. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so um, the one that I've been watching on live TV is Songland. That just ended two weeks ago. Kevin, you might actually like that TV uh, series, too. Songland. It's a, it's a competition. Each week is a different artist. So it's three different music producers. It's Brian... Um, Yes. Tedder. No, not you. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> the lead singer for Moment Republic. It's uh, this guy named Shane who's won a bunch of Grammys for country artists. And then Esther Dean, who was actually also in Pitch Perfect. And she's written and worked with Rihanna and Usher and all that stuff. Um, it's them, uh, three music producers, and then one artist. So they this past season was their second season. They had artists that like Florida Georgia Line was on there. Uh, Usher was on there. BB Rexa was on there. Her and Julia Michaels, like just to give a few. Hmm. 
And what it is is that the artists come on and they're looking for a new song to release. Boys to Men was also on there. And um, they have four different up and coming songwriters come on and they pitch one of their songs. And then if the artist likes it, then they move on and they work with one of the producers. So there's four, then that goes down to three. And each producer works with one of the songwriters and then they make a new song and they pitch it to the artist and then the artist ends up choosing one. Okay. But what I really like about it is the pitch part because then the producers and stuff after they after the um, songwriters sing their song, whatever, then the um, producers just come on and they're like, oh, you're using like this. What if we change these two lyrics around or like switch this chorus? And then they just start singing it. And it is just so cool to see the whole process of it. Um, and I just I absolutely loved it. Like it's kind of predictable with some of them, like um, Luis Fonzi, who sings Despacito. He was on there. And you could kind of tell what one he was leaning towards. Like, I think there's a couple episodes like that. But then there's other ones that absolutely are just like, I didn't think they were going to pick that one. And sometimes they pick more than one song. Hmm. And it's just a really cool one. So that one I've been watching, uh, I watched on live TV. And then the ones that I've been kind of binging, I finished, I binged the whole first season of Never Have I Ever. I binged that all in one day. And that was just a really good series too. Minnie Kaling is on that, or she she created it. I think she wrote a couple of the episodes and she produced it too. And that one's really good. Um, and then I just started and finished the first season of Pose, which is an FX uh, show, but it's now on Netflix. And I started the second season of it. And I really have been enjoying that. I haven't seen any of these. I would wow. highly recommend all of them. <laughs> I, I, I wrote them all down. Good. I can't even get through a whole season of Full Metal Alchemist or New Girl <laughs> in a <laughs> decent time span. Well, Never Have I Ever is only 10 episodes and they're 20 minutes a piece. So it was kind of easy to finish those. It was just, it was a really good one. I watched the trailer for it and I was like, I added it to my watch list and then never got around to it until just now. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'll watch it. And then I ended up finishing it all in one night. And it was just really good. It's like, it's a coming of age one, but I really like, and what I've been trying to kind of do with what I've been watching is expand it so that the main characters are people of color Mm -hmm. and stuff. So I'm just trying to kind of give more representation for that and kind of learn because I think, I mean, obviously people of color are underrepresented in this industry. And I think it's really good to kind of see shows that have star or main people of color characters. So what I really like about Never Have I Ever is that the main character is um, Indian. Mm-hmm. Like her family, her parents immigrated from, or emigrated from, they left India. But we'll just say that. They left India <laughs> and moved to the United States. And so she uh, grew up like with Indian culture, but also American culture. And I think that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And her two best friends, one of them is Asian and the other one is black and she's also gay. So I think that's really good. And then she has a crush on a guy who's half Japanese. So I just think that's really interesting. And then Pose is really cool because it's set in New York City in the 1980s. And it's all about the um, LGBT community there. And it focuses more on um, black LGBT. But it's like also right when the AIDS epidemic er, starts, too. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really interesting because some of the characters are get diagnosed with AIDS and they're like having to live with this. But it's also talking about the just the LGBT culture with voguing. Like they talk the whole episode. One of the episodes I just watched um, was when Vogue by Madonna was released. Right. And they talk all about that through it's like, look, like our culture is being represented now. Like we're getting positive feedback on it because everyone loves this song. And so it's just been really interesting to kind of see this new culture. And obviously some things are dramatized. I understand that. But 
I think it's a good uh, way to kind of learn about things that, you know, we might have not learned about. I have a question. So is it, yes, it's representing uh, the Vogue community, right? Mm -hmm. But didn't Madonna appropriate that to some degree? She did. Okay. She definitely did. But I think this was before they kind of realized that because it's all about it's ballroom culture, Mm -hmm. which I didn't know about ballroom culture or anything until I was actually at work. And then I looked at um, an Associated Press article because there's a new HBO reality show that's all about ballroom culture. I think it's called Legendary. Yeah. And that's actually a competition between different um, groups and they're called families. And it's um, people from all kind of walks of life, usually the LGBT um, community. And they come together and they actually perform. So they're like voguing as part of their dancing. Um, They dress up in really elaborate costumes. It's kind of like a fashion show with a dance competition. And that's what Pose is kind of showing into it. But yeah, I mean, Madonna definitely appropriated it. She didn't really kind of give credit to where credit was due. Rip. But the show doesn't really talk about that, which I I don't know if they will. I haven't. I just started the second season. So we'll see what happens with it. Interesting. That's that's very interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hmm. That's awesome. I'm running. I wrote all those down because I've never heard of these before. So <laughs> yeah, Songland. The whole second season of Songland's on Hulu. Nice. And then uh, Never Ever Ever is a Netflix original, and then Pose is on FX, but they had the first two seasons on Netflix. Cool. Okay. Okay. Cool. Nice. So that's Songland, Pose, and Never Have I Never Ever. Ever. Okay. And you watch that all in like what two weeks? Yes. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, putting us to shame. <laughs> Pretty much. This is what happens when I don't have a She's summer class. She's the more committed critic. That's the thing. She is way more committed than we are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd be more committed if I had more time. That's fair, yeah. <laughs> Which is what we all say. Uh, but how about you, Ryan? What, what have you been up to this past week? I know we had talked about um, having me watch Doctor Who, but I've just been busy at work most of the time, and I've been finishing up this other show that i've been watching so the only other thing i've been watching is uh it's called food wars i'm not sure if you've heard of it it's Wait, on netflix smosh? now huh oh <laughs> i was like food wars from smosh oh no. oh my oh, god no. no oh jesus <laughs> uh it's, it's, it's a cooking show right yeah it's a cooking show. well it's an anime so that's oh that's the, yeah that's the even weirdest weirder thing because i can, here's the thing i of all reality tv i don't like I don't like any reality TV except for cooking shows. And the opposite happens with anime is that I don't like any kind of slice of life anime. This is basically two things that I never thought I would be watching. Uh, But it's actually really good. I'm on the third season right now because they haven't finished the fourth or the fifth season because COVID. But yeah, COVID just, we love it, right? Love to hate it. Hate to love it. We love it too much here in America. Pretty much. (laughs) Can't get enough. That's a topic for another <laughs> whole. We're not getting political. <laughs> Ryan, what do they what do they do in the Food Wars show? Uh, basically, they're. Po- <laughs> <laughs> I already know this, but I want to hear Thanks for saving us from that one, Jordan. Appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> so it's supposed to be a cooking show, and they're supposed to be like at a cooking school or whatever. But there's a little thing they do. It's an anime, so of course it has to have something weird in it. But uh, they have uh, the only way to put they pl- uh, talk about it as food gasms, whereas Ooh. basically whenever they eat something, they just it like has a whole like I guess moan to it. I don't want to. <laughs> Ryan, I do have an example be- of it from you Uh-oh. that I could yeah. play. 
Oh, dear. I hope you're recording, Zach. I'm definitely recording. She's playing her phone with her <laughs> audio file on it. I'm excited. Just play it. <laughs> oh, I heard it. <laughs> so yeah, so that that's a food gasm. <laughs> you, so every time every, every time we're censored, uh, you just have that. Just <laughs> <of beep. laughs> a food gasm. <laughs> but yeah, can, can a- we copyright that? You know what it sounds like? Have you guys ever seen the Taylor Swift music video where it's like, uh, I knew you were trouble, but instead of her like yelling and screaming, oh, it's the turtle going, eh. Yeah. Eh. It's like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a really good show. It's very addicting. If it wasn't for that one thing, I could watch it whenever, but it's always like, oh, they have to have a food gasm at this exact moment because whenever they eat something. But yeah. It's- the moment your dad comes in. <laughs> that that's pretty much what it is. It's the stereotype of anime. It, it, you always walk in on the worst part. That's fair. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much all I've been watching. I will watch Doctor Who when I get home this following week. Hell yeah! Sounds good. I've never seen any of it. Of Doctor Who? Yeah. I started watching Doctor Who in the like reboot two thousand. I didn't watch it in two thousand five, mm-hmm. but I started with that in the new reboot. I got yes. all the way mm-hmm. to Peter Capaldi's like second to I think this is his last season or mm-hmm. series as they call it in the in the UK. Yeah, season ten was his last one, and then season yeah. eleven was uh, Jodie Whittaker. Which one is Christopher Eccleston? He's season one. Christopher Eccleston is the f- two thousand five, the first one, season one. Season one, uh, the ninth Doctor. Te- technically, the ninth Doctor. I'm, I'm trying not to confuse Ryan. Yeah, well. I'll, I'll let him watch all the way to the 50th anniversary special. Then, like, plot twist, there was actually more going on before There's that. There's three other Doctors. <laughs> Wait, uh, there's three other Doctors before the ninth Doctor? I mean, that makes sense. Cause there was, no, there was eight. Well, actually, nine, technically. Kevin, we got to count uh, David Tennant's uh, regeneration he postponed and the War Doctor and Matt Smith. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like when Matt Smith became the Doctor, like... You were either a Doctor Who person then or a Sherlock person. Yes. Yeah. And I was a Sherlock person. <laughs> oh, that's that's when, like, Doctor Who in America became, like, hype. Yeah, I agree. Like, once, like, Dr. Matt Smith took over Doctor Who, that's when it became, like, Americanized. Yeah, I was a Sherlock mm-hmm. kid, so. I was a Matt Smith stan. I, I, I was both. I was neither. Um, I feel like Sherlock has not aged well. Oof. No, not really, but it's... Oh. I love Benedict Cumberbatch. I haven't seen the final season of Sherlock. The thing is, like, I think Sherlock is like, it's a decent show, but it's a, not a good mystery show uh, because it purposely misdirects the audience. Yep. Right. I've seen the first. Oh, no, sorry. go ahead. I've seen the first episode of Sherlock, I think three times. And every time I fall asleep, like the 40 minute mark. Yep. I, I can't. I'm like, oh, my God. Well, I know. Each episode ha- is just like a movie. I know what happens. Yeah, it's like yeah. an hour and a half long. I know what happens. I know, like, it's interesting. But it's just so bland until he gets like that room oh. with either guy where he's trying to pick the right poison, yeah. basically. And I'm like, that's right, the problem. Wait till you watch the second episode of each season. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Those are the rough ones. See, that's the problem I have with I. I haven't been. I didn't watch. I watched like that one episode of Sherlock, and I made through I think four episodes of Doctor Who mm-hmm. the first time because an hour and a half long show. That's part of the reason why. I, I watch anime because that's just 20 minutes. Right. And binge mm-hmm. through those real quick. Right. Whereas with an hour and a half show, I, I will maybe watch one episode a week. There's only three episodes per season. Yeah. There's three episodes yeah. per season? Yeah. Of Sherlock, yeah. not Doctor Who. Oh, I was about to say, like, Doctor Who, I was like, there was <sighs> like 
10. Well, well. Sherlock, yeah. each episode's an hour and a half long, so really there's only three episodes, but I mean, it's four and a half hours of TV right. right there. You only have to watch two of them, really. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Doctor Who, it goes down to like 45 minutes or 50 minutes when it gets to David Tennant, maybe? Yeah, so it stays around the 45, 40, uh, 50 minute mark, but yeah. then there's like some specials that go up to a full hour. Well, the specials are just like a, a, a hoot and a half and are great. I want more. I wish they were like two hours. <laughs> yeah. See, you would think you would think after being able to watch like the original, like the black and white Sherlock Holmes movies or show, mm-hmm. I'd be able to watch Sherlock. Nah. But I, it, it just, it's somehow that's slower than the black and white show to me. Well, okay. 100%. What about the uh, Robert Downey Jr. movies? See, I can watch those. Those are fun because Robert Downey, <laughs> well, it was Robert Downey Jr. Plus they have more action, I guess, in it. Because like, there's like, it, the, I like Sherlock Holmes, like Robert Downey Jr.'s like, I have to analyze this fight and mm-hmm. he has more comedy with it. as I, Like, Benedict Cumberbatch, I don't know. He just seems kind of draw like i like the i don't know if you guys ever watched elementary i've only seen a couple episodes i i knew you were gonna say that (laughs) i absolutely knew you were gonna say a cbs show that was me and my mom's we watched elementary because we we tried watching sherlock and we both got to that 40 minute mark and we were like this is boring as hell Mm. and then we found out elementary existed and we watched we made through two seasons of that and then we i started going to high school more and Right. was involved in the clubs and couldn't watch it but yeah it was like that was much more fast paced and much more i don't know not fun but it was easier to watch the thing is like you know sherlock and elementary both started around roughly the same time mm-hmm. right. the hype was all around sherlock but then like once the hype around sherlock kind of died down elementary has had a more long more long lasting um cultural impression right like i see a lot more like references to elementary than i do sherlock mm-hmm and I know Elementary lasted for like what eight seasons, seven, something like that. Five, I think so. Hold on, it, it went on pretty. It went on for a while. Sherlock um, is like an Arctic Monkeys album where you get one and then you have to wait <laughs> five years and then you get another one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it had seven seasons. Elementary has seven, and seasons. and it's just okay. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> but anything else, Ryan? Uh, in terms of watching. Yeah uh not really like uh i haven't watched much else i tried uh i yeah that's pretty much it. it's just been food wars (laughs) well you and i uh you and i finished season two of harley quinn oh yeah that That was last week that That was last week we talked about our but jordan what did you think of season two of harley quinn oh well thank you for asking kevin um (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) i'll go screw myself yeah i (laughs) i actually really liked the series i honestly didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did. Mm-hmm. It's a very feminist-driven uh, show, and I really liked that. And I also really liked how it was just kind of like, screw you, Joker. Like, I'm going to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know, I thought that was great. The second season was good. It was very, I don't know, it was very, like, kind of plot twisty. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember there was a couple episodes Ryan and I were watching, and then, like, it would end, and we were like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> And we just kind of like right. stood there for a second, just in silence, and then started the next episode. It's like, okay, here we go. What <laughs> what shit show's gonna happen this time? But I don't know. I really liked it, and I'm hoping. I think they're supposed to be making a third season, right? It's up in the air right now. That hasn't been confirmed yet. Oh, yeah, because they're okay. like the second season kind of ended well, like perfectly. It did. But some people, are, 
also are like, eh, maybe a third season, so it's up in the air right now. Like, the creators, of course, like, want to do a third season because, one, they have more ideas, and two, they want a job. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, it's like, it's just the Harley Quinn show has, has kind of, like, had a roughy, like, production life because the first season was delayed for so long. Mm. And that's how we got, that's how, like, this, the season one and season two got, like, came out pretty much, like, a month apart. Because the first season was delayed by like seven months, oh. they're still yeah they're still waiting for it to be greenlit for a third season. So once once it gets greenlit, it's probably going to be another year until we get another season. But yeah, no, I agree. I th- I think Harley Quinn's a great show. I feel like I'm the only one that like when I watched the first trailer, I kind of like I was like oh yes, this is going to be a great show, and everyone else is kind of like eh, it's going to be fine, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I was I was one of those people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't even see the trailer. Ryan was just like, let's watch this, and I said okay. And here we are. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's yeah, no, it, you know, once you actually like watch the show, it's I think it's pretty great. Um, I think it's technically better than Birds of Prey. Like everyone mm-hmm. who, who like every time someone like, oh, I really love Birds of, Birds of Prey because of this and this and this. I'm like, hey, that's in the Harley Quinn show, but dialed up to a twelve. Yeah, I, I noticed that <laughs> when we were watching it. <laughs> it's uh, it holds nothing back. Is Black Canary dialed up to a twelve? Black Canary's not in it. <laughs> ah, that's not worth it. Nope, I'm not. Does not my vote. Oh, oh. my god. I think she is in it for like an episode, like a quick appearance, but right, yeah, it. she's not a main character. It's all about Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, King Shark. King Shark's so good. <laughs> oh man, dude, like the, with the part when um, Psycho, Psycho read King Shark's mind to get his dark, darker secret. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that was... I was laughing so hard. <laughs> Ryan was, yeah. we were both dying. It was just like, that was not what I expected it to be. We we're like, oh shit. Okay, here we go. <laughs> It got dark real fast. <laughs> Jesus. And that's what I kind of like about the show is that it, wasn't a, it got dark at times, but it also balanced it with humor. Mm-hmm. Except for that it, one. It was like, it, no, go ahead. I was going to say, except for the like the one episode where they go to Apocalypse, that's the only episode where I'm like, eh. Oh, yeah, that okay. was dark for a dramatic about. effect. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but it's like, it's usually like the darkness is like shock humor, but then like, then the reaction to the dark moment is absolutely makes it makes it absolutely hilarious but anyways moving on uh zach what have you been into this past week um i haven't really watched much i've gone a couple episodes in new girl again i've kind of stalled on full metal for a little bit because i got busy this week um last night or no that before a uh, friday night i watched um hamilton on yeah. disney plus and so i've already seen i listened to the, uh, the album multitude of times <laughs> i saw it in chicago with a Different cast, not the original cast, but this is the first time I've ever seen the original cast do it in person, like on stage. I didn't bootleg it. I wasn't anything like that. I waited, got it on Disney Plus, and it was really good. But my one question is for I know Jordan's, I think, the only one that's seen it so far. Kevin, you listened to it, right? I have listened to it once, but that was like a while ago. Okay. And Ryan, you haven't, you've listened to it sporadically, and but you haven't I watched. listened to the Satisfied cover, the Queen Latifah Satisfied cover. Okay. That's about all the extent of my Hamilton knowledge, other than random people in my dorm singing it okay. at two in the morning. <laughs> so okay. I guess my question now is for Jordan and Kevin. Do you guys think Hamilton will be remembered fondly or will it? Will its memory be tainted in the future? Like the show or like, the person? Like the show. I think it'll be remembered fondly. Um, as long as Lynn manuel Miranda doesn't do anything that tarnishes it. Right. right. Well, my one thing is like the one thing I've been seeing like on social media and platforms and stuff like that is it's glorifying like the founding fathers who own slaves and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Right. 
Yeah. I mean, I get it, but the point of the show is to show, like, this, like tell a story mm-hmm. in American history by inserting people of color, different backgrounds, letting them have a voice in the birth of the melting pot that is America. Exactly, yeah. I will say that uh, they talk about the slavery thing in a different... I think it was a PBS documentary called Hamilton's America. It's just an hour long that aired and it was talking interviews with the original cast and Lynn and stuff. And they talked to David Diggs okay. about that. They asked him like, what's it like to play Thomas Jefferson who, you know, was owned slaves and was all for slavery and things. Right. And he talks about that. And he's like, you know, as a black person, it, it was rough. Like I really had to think about if I wanted to take this role or not. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something mm-hmm. that I don't think a lot of people watch that. Right. And I think if they did, they'd kind of see it. Mm-hmm. I do think Hamilton will go down fondly just because it also really kind of brought Broadway back into the spotlight. Right. Yeah. Like I. Yeah. You know, Broadway was all those like huge belts and um, of long high notes and, mm-hmm. you know, like define the defying gravities and wicked right. and things like that. Elaborate costumes. And Hamilton was just kind of like made it a little bit more modern mm-hmm. with uh, adding rap and stuff to it. I just think that's kind of the way to go with that so i i think it'll be remembered fondly i do like it, it does kind of glorify it a little bit it makes it seem like they're okay but i the founding fathers um i mean but other than that like it's i don't know it's just it's a it's a piece of art right yeah no i agree 100%. and i think i think more mm-hmm. people will, will remember it for the art that it is mm-hmm. and not the glorifying i just don't want to be damned or anything in the near future that's my oh yeah, yeah for sure <laughs> well i think it's just like part of the problem is just that people are wanting something from it that wasn't the goal of the project. Right. Like the goal of Hamilton was not to educate people on like the birth of the nation and all that, Hmm. but rather just to tell a story of uh, Alexander Hamilton. Right. Lin-Manuel Miranda read read a biography on Alexander Hamilton and was like, Yay, this guy, you know, he's not talked about much. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's like, his story is kind of interesting. So he kind of used, the Hamilton to tell that story and like it's such it's such a well crafted story too it's um everything is so um, there's a lot of emotional continuity which is like you know there's a lot of like understanding of why we're in this certain scene Mm -hmm. you know what the character wants uh what do they need and like what Mm -hmm. why now you know what happens if they don't get what they need uh, so on and so forth um it's such a such a well crafted you know uh story and uh Broadway And, and then like yeah then like Jordan said there is supplemental material that is being produced and related to the show Hamilton that does have Lin-Manuel's uh, Miranda's uh, seal of approval as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that talks about the uh, the politics and the and the and the social just social injustices that of during that time period right. and so it's more like it's more of a, a gateway to learning more about history than it is yeah. trying to educate history like I said, like it's when when you critique something, you're, it's not like, oh, is it doing what I want it to do? It's more like, is this doing what it's trying to do? Right. Yeah. And then you kind of ask, like, is it what is what it's doing moral or not? Right. Like, you know, it, I don't like historians critiquing Hamilton for not being historically accurate. Accurate is fine, but like, it's they're not the from the articles I've read, they're not bashing the show. They say the show's great. It's just that keeping. It's just that they want audience to keep in mind of like you know this and this and this. Um, but yeah, I think it'll, I think it'll last a while. It's not like, let's see, I'm trying to think of like an example that's not Joker. Um, <laughs> uh, 
but but like you it's used even joker as an example like even though like on the surface it's a well-crafted movie uh it's when you look at the writing and really think about like subtextually it doesn't mean anything whereas hamilton does have a lot of subtextual meaning to it it's just not historically accurate but that's not what it's trying to be ryan do you have anything to add i mean hamilton i haven't watched it i probably won't go out of my way to watch it like someone will probably have to strap me down to a chair and make me watch it all right so when you get back from home guess what you're doing (laughs) the the whole reason i haven't watched hamilton is because one i like i said earlier i'm not big on musicals or whatever and then two it was the fact that it was so hyped that i didn't want to watch it fun fact about me i don't like things that are uh hyped or overhyped uh from what i the small bits i have seen I don't know, like, it's just, it's not my cup of tea, I guess, I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're also it's not a like, big musical guy, though. Yeah, I'm not a big musical guy, and, like, it's the exact same reason I didn't like Frozen, because everyone loved it, and I was like, well, screw that, I'm gonna go watch the more underrated thing, random thing. But but then, I guess, now the important question is, Kevin, what have you been up to? And we're at 56 minutes, so. Yeah, we gotta start wrapping it up uh so go quick i'm not allowed to talk about avatar (laughs) (laughs) but wait were you about to say something zach no i said speed round lightning round go oh yeah i'm not allowed to talk about avatar but uh the end of season one i thought was just kind of okay um Mm -hmm. i I thought cave of two lovers was actually good um even though it's a filler episode secret tunnel (laughs) (laughs) i just you couldn't see me but i just smacked my forehead (laughs) oh um, I've been playing Link's Awakening. Uh, I'm almost done with it. Uh, at first, I thought I was like, "Oh, this is just an easy uh, Legend of Zelda game. Like, you know, I can beat this easily." Then right. I get there's like eight dungeons you have to go through. I'm on the seventh dungeon right now, okay. and it stopped being easy. Um, I might have to look up a walkthrough on how to beat this one. I have the key for the boss room, but I don't know how to get to the boss room. Oh, um, it's kind of rough. But I'm also, re- uh, as for what I'm reading, I'm reading um, The Color Purple by Alice Walker. Oh, cool. Also a musical. <laughs> also a musical and also a movie by Steven Spielberg. Yes. I'm only like 70 pages in so far. It's uh, it, it's very heavy. It, it has mm-hmm. the, it, it won the Nobel Prize and I think it deserves it so far. But it's hard, to, it's hard to read a lot at one, in one sitting because mm-hmm. it's just how heavy uh, and it's only 300 pages, but um, so far I highly recommend it. I'll, I'll give my thoughts on um, uh, what I think after I'm done with it. Because I've read Alice Walker's short story, Everyday Use, before uh, before a literature class, and I really liked it. So I just wanted to move on to this popular novel. Looking forward to your review of it, Kevin. And speaking of things we're looking forward to, what is everyone looking forward to in the future? Looking forward to uh, see how Joss Whedon's reputation oh, holds up. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should say that for next week. We should table that for next week and see if anything else comes out. Yeah, that's that's a whole conversation. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like a lot of other stuff will come out about that. Yeah, so we're waiting for new more news to come out. But apparently, he wasn't very professional on set in the sense that he was just trashing Zack Snyder. But that's all the news we have so far mm-hmm. from Kevin Smith. But I mean, I've been on some student film sets, and I mean, I'm not gonna deny I haven't talked shit about <laughs> the film I'm working on as a student. Oh, totally. Totally. I, mean, I can be in Joss Whedon. I can stand in Joss Whedon's shoes and be like, yeah, if I was working on the train wreck Justice League, I wouldn't blame him. Like, it's one, it's one thing when, like, 
an, a grip or an assistant is trash talking it to another right. assistant uh but it's another thing when the director is doing right. it uh because the director is the one that le- has has the morale of the sets oh i agree yeah uh, i think the biggest thing is like if he is trash talking it or like then why would we even why would you even hire him just wait until Zack snyder is ready to come back put it on hiatus or postpone it for a little bit and then start filming again yeah it's um it's a situation but we'll see how that develops uh how about you ryan are you looking forward to anything in particular i mean i guess i'm watching doctor who that's about it i mean anything else that's come out it's still COVID. there's nothing coming out <laughs> except for True. except for strangely anime so that's about it <laughs> cyberpunk it's not coming out till like september november <laughs> or november details 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 <laughs> I want it so bad. I know. It's just, I I pre-ordered it on Steam, and I just see the logo. Of it in a while. <laughs> Taunting you. It's the only game I pre-ordered. Oh no! It's all my fault. The it's one a- time I pre-ordered a game, it gets delayed like six months. Are we now blaming Kevin for COVID nineteen? Is that what happens to happen? Yes, here? I agree with this. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I graduated, and the whole world went down downhill after that. Kevin, even when you were in college, shit was going downhill. <laughs> I, I, the boulder was rolling, and I pushed it even faster. The boulder. You'll get to that later, Kevin. <laughs> I can't wait to see what that ref was referencing. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Jordan? What are you looking forward to? Honestly, I'm not really sure. Uh, well, Animal Crossing just came out with an, their uh, update on Friday for diving and stuff, and they said that they're coming out with another fun update in August. So um, I guess I'm looking forward to that. Other than that, I mean, everything else has kind of been delayed that I've been interested in, so... Yeah. Has COVID affected Staying us all? Staying quarantined with, with Animal Crossing. <laughs> um, yes, Ryan. Yes, it has. <laughs> if you live in America, COVID has affected you. Mm-hmm. To a T. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Big ol' yikes. Wait, Zach, did we go over what you were what you were going to watch? Uh, what I'm going to watch next week? Well, what what you were planning on looking looking forward to? Oh, what I'm looking forward to? I don't know. Like, I'm excited for... I know Cyberpunk, like we said. That's a while away. Uh, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey recently. I'm kind of want to get Assassin's Creed Valhalla because it's about the Norse mythology. Uh, get the PS5 to go with it. Oh, God. I don't want to buy a PS5. That's why I got a PC, man. I can just upgrade and never have to buy another console. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you say boring. that now. Yeah, wait till Spider-Man Miles Morales comes out. I was going to say, let the record be known right now that Zach does not want a PS5. But I have we're to. we're going to revisit this. <laughs> I have to get it because of Miles Morales. That's the thing here. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, that's the problem. So, I mean, yeah, I'm excited for... Um, anything really like i could get a new game i need a new game to play so animal crossing i don't have a switch <laughs> it's okay <laughs> borrow jordan's switch i guess i don't know <laughs> kingdom hearts i do need a chip away at kingdom he does hearts. have a profile yeah online. you could just live on her island he does he I has do. a tiny little house i just upgraded my house now so i'm i have all the rooms that you can get and he's still on the single one wait so you just maxed out your house yep i think i'm like one upgrade away from that um <laughs> But like I said, I stopped playing it a while ago. So. Yeah, I mean, oh once you God. once you owe Tom Nook over a million dollar, a million bells, you just you needed a second. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's all I just my island is just covered in like exotic fruits. Um, so I've just kind of just been farming. Wait, that. wait, Kevin, Kevin, what? What fruit do you have? Uh, apples. My 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 main fruit is uh cherry. Uh, I have oranges, peaches, uh, coconuts. You have pears. I do have pears. <gasps> Give Jordan your friend code. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one fruit I still need. Okay, 
Okay, well, yeah, totally. Like, okay, no, we good. can totally, like, I can give, you can visit my island sometime and you can, I can give you a bunch of pears. And that's how it. friendships are made, people. And that's how friendships are made here on Committed Critics. <laughs> Jordan, if you need, like, special furniture or anything, like, I have friends who, like, make and, like, kind of, like, just harvest furniture. Oh, my God. So anything that you need, like, I could probably get it to you. Are we making an Animal Crossing black market right now? <laughs> yes. It's fine. I, I am a dealer. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, with that, Kevin, take us out. <laughs> I will take us out. Uh, you've been listening to Committed Critics, the show where we're not just committed to our criticisms, but also each other. Aww. Uh, you can support us on Patreon. Uh, with link below in the description. Our current goal is $10 a month uh, to, to cover the cost of being on Podbean and so that we can also be on Spotify and all your other favorite listening apps and websites. You can also follow us on Twitter uh, at uh, Committed Crits. It is C-O-M-M-I-T-T-E-D. My name. Oh, sorry, I didn't spell the whole no, thing. <laughs> uh, C-O-M-M-I-T-T-E-D-C-R-I-T-S. And my name is Kevin Lau, and we are over and out. See ya. Bye. Bye.